Today's episode of the Film Stage Show is brought to you by Mubi, a curated streaming service showcasing exceptional films from around the globe. For your free 30-day trial, go to mubi.com slash filmstage. Noise is coming out, and if it's not out now, then tomorrow, tomorrow, it took your life apart. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of the Film Stage Show, the movie review podcast for thefilmstage.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian J. Rowan. With me today, we have Michael Snydell. Hello. Is, is Elliot Smith maybe a little bit too on the nose for this? Uh, the fact that this <laughs> song is also called Tomorrow Tomorrow is... <laughs> I mean, I didn't stretch real hard to find a thematic resonance here. We also have Bill Graham. Yes, I am Bill Prime. Uh, that's what I want to be referred to from now on. Uh, that's not happening. Mm. <laughs> I, I will murder you in the in-between. That's fine. Come at me. I don't care. We also have a special guest with us today to talk about Don Hertzfeld's World of Tomorrow trilogy. It's Brianna Ziegler. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. Uh, would you like to tell the listeners at home a little bit about yourself? Um, I am a film and entertainment Writer, um, freelance writer. My work has appeared at Thrillist, um, Bright Wall, Dark Room, Birth Movies, Death, Little White Lies. Uh, I'm on Twitter as well. And uh, at Brianna Ziggs, where I tweet a lot of nonsense. If you're into (laughs) that. (laughs) If we're being honest with ourselves, 90% of anything anyone writes on Twitter is utter nonsense. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Even the AP every now and then is just like, throwback Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Throw up their arms. <sighs> like, I guess this is what happened this year, you know? <laughs> Take it as something real or, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever you want to do. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's precisely what they do, Michael. Um, anyway, Brianna, so nice to have you here. As I said, today we'll be talking about the World of Tomorrow trilogy, a series of short films by Don Hertzfeld. Before we get into that, the usual stuff, you could find us on Twitter tweeting 90% nonsense at <laughs> Film Stage Show, Facebook, The Film Stage Show, and of course, you can email us, uh, podcast at thefilmstage.com. And you can give to this podcast to help us to continue to produce stuff by going to patreon.com slash show. Uh, for as little as one dollar an episode, you get access to our Slack channel and first crack at all of our raffles. So that's cool if you're into that kind of shit. We are also brought to you by Mubi, a curated streaming service. Uh, every day, Mubi premieres a new film, whether it's a timeless classic, a cult favorite, or an acclaimed masterpiece. It's guaranteed to be either a movie you're dying to see or one that you are very soon going to love. So. Uh, there's a bunch of great stuff on there. I wanted to talk about the one with the coolest title coming to movie soon. A snake of June. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's got the word snake in it. I've got to. I, 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 I know. I, I know. You're just you're just a little per- predictable. <laughs> 
I don't, I, I'm not, I'm fine with that. You know, I'm 33. At this point, I should stop surprising people. I'm a <laughs> single father of a four-year-old child. If I am unpredictable, her life is in danger. So I've settled out. Eight years ago, I was unpredictable. That's, you know, no one wants me back in that zone anymore. Um, glad, glad to see that I'm already in the mindset of like, we're talking about World of Tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, anyway, A Snake of June. A maverick of transgressive cinema, multi-hyphenate auteur Shinya Tsukamoto's cinema goes beyond the scrappy sci-fi of Tetsuo the Iron Man. His fierce, enthrallingly raw approach to storytelling is equally evident in this lurid but em- <clears throat> sorry, this lurid but empathetic story of a perverse triangle of desire and obsession. So if that sounds good to you, you should check out Mubi. You can get a free 30-day trial by going to mubi.com slash filmstage. That is just one of many films as part of their series of Shinya Tsukamoto. And that is The Human Extremes of Shinya Tsukamoto. So check it out, mubi.com slash filmstage. And that's that. That's all of our upfront matter. Uh, any updates, anything that we want to tell the world before we get into our review of the World of Tomorrow trilogy? It snowed <laughs> the other day in Chicago, and I was very annoyed about it. <laughs> you live in Chicago, isn't like... I, sh- 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 no. <laughs> it's too early. It's November. My, Michael's November. time indoors. <laughs> The only reason Michael Snydell even bothered to vote is because it was happening in the lobby of his building. Otherwise, he would not have. Downstairs. We, I still haven't seen the I voted sticker. Where is it? Where is it, Michael? Um, oh, boy. <laughs> Michael didn't vote. The no, recount. I have a picture of it on my phone. I, I think. Maybe. Oh, um, boy. It's okay. The right person one maybe i i, I don't know <laughs> what do you mean um, maybe person? that was the past wait why are we still talking about the election let's stop talking uh about because <laughs> one of the people who was a part of it refuses to admit that it happened and that the result is the result <laughs> also oh, because sorry. what else are we going to talk about the pandemic <laughs> i mean oh boy Oh, anyway. I didn't tell y'all. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Erica and I got tested for COVID. That was fun. Did it? Did you have it? You no. negative? Oh, yeah. well, there you go. No, I mean, no. I've been tested no, twice but... now. Like, that's not new. That's not fun. Well, I mean, I didn't go to, like, a doctor's office, though. I went to, like, one of these mobile kind of clinics Someone's set up. Basement. I was about <laughs> no, to say, no, no. Bill, you, you, there should have been a doctor <laughs> there. A COVID <laughs> test. <laughs> <laughs> It was something else. Uh, no, no, no. But uh, I was I was actually really impressed with this like outdoor mobile clinic that they had uh, set up at one of the local uh, community colleges in like their parking lot. And uh, it it was really surprising because everybody there was like super on guard and like cautious. And um, it it reminded me that this is an actual pandemic that we're going through. And I was like, holy shit, they're showing this the respect it deserves. So I was, I was pretty, uh, 
you know, besides the fact that I got a COVID test and it ended up negative anyways, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was pretty impressed by the whole process. So. Yeah. My second COVID test was a mobile clinic. It was pretty great. Did they have you like, uh, swab yourself and like no like some very kind person jammed a fucking stick up my nose oh shit no well this way like they wrote shit on our windows and like like had us like proceed through all these different areas all these checkpoints and like, Wait, like they were social network uh social i don't know what this a beautiful mind window. yeah of the oh, car, yeah, no, Michael. No, no. Mind. Shit. Of the, of the, right. of the car windows. That way, that way, the people knew that I was supposed to be where I was and everything like that. But um, yeah, it, it was interesting because like I would like roll down the window because I couldn't hear them very well, and they would be like, "Oh no, please roll up your window, sir." And I was like, "Okay, okay. <laughs> we can't read <laughs> the writing loud. anymore." Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, so, yeah. so Brianna, have you been tested for COVID yet? Hell. <laughs> Yeah, I've been tested like four times now. Not oh, because I've had it, but just because like like twice I got well, I got tested once because a coworker of mine mm-hmm. got COVID. Oh, and so I just wanted to be safe. And then the second time I just did it for kicks, just to be sure. And then I got like an antibody test when I went and got my physical, my annual physical, and then I just moved to Massachusetts from Pennsylvania, and so you have to get tested to go into massachusetts or you have to quarantine so uh but i've i've just done it other than that i've just done it like i I never went to like a mobile one they just had it for free at like cbs's in my area damn Mm -hmm. were these all rapid tests or were these like the several day waiting period the first two that i took were like i was waiting for like one to two weeks and then the one that i just took came back in like less than 48 hours yeah the first one that i had was like i was waiting like a week the second one only took like two days yeah they got better finally i know it was because suddenly they were stabbing me in the brain instead of the back of the throat oh (laughs) god yeah they're fucking horrible and my daughter every time too my, my daughter's was only like two or three days too yeah, it's not like what back in the day. I was like the first person I knew who got a COVID test, and yeah. now everyone's yeah. done. I'm not really cool early. Anymore. Yeah. Well, like again, you know, I, it hits and everyone quarantines, and then there I go whistling to work because I've got to make hand sanitizer. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's it's the quintessential like you know fire, and everyone's running away, and then here's Brian, and he's just running straight into it because he's got to pull the kittens out of there. <laughs> <laughs> which is something that i should like say with a level of pride but like really i just keep thinking about how exhausted i was <laughs> and how in the end it didn't help because we're still in the thrall of it and it's just getting worse yep is, is pennsylvania different from massachusetts like are there different restrictions well michael between- one is a commonwealth and one is a state <laughs> thank you thank you thank you I- <laughs> um i mean <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> go off i guess <laughs> um are you guys good <laughs> there, there's there's this is common animosity between the two. Oh, oh yes yeah this is this is totally normal I, um, it, it could get much worse. I don't think okay, today, though. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I assume that we agree on the movie, so this should be the extent of me giving you shit. But who knows? <laughs> um, 
did you actually want me to answer that? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm okay if it's not interesting. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, there hasn't really been much, like, difference. I think there's, like, as far as I know, there's no rules on getting into Pennsylvania from other states. Then again, like, I wasn't looking into any because, like, I just lived there, so it didn't really matter to me. But um, Massachusetts, I think there's a curfew right now. There's, like, a statewide, like, 10 p.m. curfew. And other than the, like, entry with quarantining, I don't really know anything else. But I I would be surprised if we don't lock down because, like, we're a blue state and cases are going up. So, but, I mean, I don't fucking know. We just have a curfew right now. I was just generally trying to get a sense of your of your life change. I was just curious. Well, thank you. There's a lot more lobster rolls and less cheesesteaks. Yes. There you go. You got it. You figured it out. How is that not offensive? <laughs> <laughs> your you're, commonwealth bullshit. <laughs> you're further away from gritty. I am. It really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I really loved being in like the throng of Gritty's influence. <laughs> in his, I could, like, feel it's a dominion, him. right? He holds a dominion over her. <laughs> well, well, it's not. I don't think it's a he. There, there's debate whether Gritty is actually female. Oh, I'm sorry. It, G is it? <laughs> it is G. I think there was a female or Gritty NB? that went, like, went viral. Someone made like oh. a female Gritty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was uh, disturbing. I saw that. Yeah. Is it? Was it? Yeah. Oh no! It's yeah. like sexy female gritty is what you're maybe, saying. Maybe it was like gritty. Yes. I can't remember what what they named it, but yeah. And I, then I don't know. Then people were very confused whether like yeah, it definitely had boobs, and people were very confused why gritty was suddenly like non non binary, and suddenly like. Uh, yeah, the the other version was definitely had like boobs and like hips, and it was just like, oh, it was what in, like, is a going bikini. on? I saw a picture of it in like a bikini. I was like, yes. this is certainly a choice. So <laughs> I looked up gritty on Wikipedia, <laughs> and the second the second uh, sentence says he is a seven foot tall oh. furry orange creature. Oh, seven feet tall! Jesus Christ. Can you imagine being? Can you imagine in the shadow the of gritty? Is is that is that before or after the ice skates? Okay. Oh, uh, I don't. Uh, oh. I don't know. I want to say that's think, probably without the ice skates. That's just think, his padded, for, his padded free paws on the ground. Ice skates is like a solid like four inches. I would he say. also is wearing a helmet, so I don't know what the helmet gets taken into account. Uh, <laughs> According to these, like ten feet. Yeah. <laughs> seven and a half it's like a girl who's five nine and wears heels and it's just like ah <laughs> she's a giant according to his official biography gritty emerged after construction at the wells fargo center emerged. Dist- disturbed his secret hideout he was he was gestating in the ground <laughs> yeah it's like godzilla yeah. his his Eternal slumber was disturbed. <laughs> and he emerged like a cicada swarm. Oh my god. We love Gritty. Oh my. This the description on the Wikipedia page says description large furry orange creature in flyers regalia. 
regalia. <laughs> I love that. This this wiki page is slightly longer than I thought it was going to be. I have to say, he's you know, very, it's not very uh, n- notorious in quite a short amount of time. <laughs> I am at a loss for words. Anyway, we should talk about the movie that we're ostensibly here to talk about, which is actually three movies. It's uh, the World of Tomorrow trilogy, uh, which comprises World of Tomorrow, World of Tomorrow 2, uh, Episode 2, The Burden of Other People's Thoughts, and World of Tomorrow Episode 3, The Absent Destinations of David Prime. All of the... what? Why are you laughing at me already? Because the titles. The titles are uh, amusing. Continue, please. (laughs) I'm so tired. Why are you throwing me off my rhythm? Um, Again, written and directed by Don Hertzfeld, all of them. They are available to rent on Vimeo. And uh, here is a little snippet of the trailer for the first movie. Hello, hello. And uh, no bullshit, that's all I'm going to play, because the rest of it is just a bunch of atonal dissonance. Nice. (laughs) And um, I thought about playing, like, the first, you know, like, 30 seconds of the actual short itself, because I love it, but uh, I decided not to. So, as I said, this is three movies. Um, The newest one uh, just came out. And we're going to try to, in some strange way, review all of them. We have no idea what form this will take. I assume that we each will go through our thoughts on all three and then just have a melee discussion. But you should know if you're listening that we will be handing out spoilers like it's candy on Halloween in a non-pandemic year. So if you want to remain unspoiled... (laughs) I am just like on fire with Michael Snydell tonight. Yeah, no, I I'm losing it as well. Don't worry about it. Okay, good. I will give you zero laughs. Uh, Chicago does that to people. Um, now I can't even remember what I was going to say. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I you know I wrote my review for the film stage for this. I think that people should see all of these, um, and I assume that everyone agrees with me. But yeah, so just the longer we talk, the more spoilers will come. So be aware of that. So let's begin with our guest. Oh God, Brianna. Uh, you know, you can just you can just give like your general thoughts on them one at a time, or the whole trilogy as a as a cohesive whole, or whatever. Just uh, just hit us with your thoughts. Um, I I mean, I really like them. I they definitely like come together more with like multiple watches. So the third one is still kind of like like hazy for me to understand, even though I just watched it. But like, I really really like the first one um i i was like tearing up by the end of my rewatch today and then um the second one i also really really liked um on a second watch and i had watched it for the first time like earlier in the afternoon today so i watched all of these today and then one of them twice in one day which is a lot so my brain feels like super fried <laughs> from that but like after like getting through all of them and then like finally re-watching the second one I feel like they're really not that like I feel like they're hard to understand without multiple watches 
but like what they're saying I feel like is is pretty basic it's just kind of like not like bad but like the ideas that the movies are getting across aren't like aren't like um exponentially like profound um it just they're gotten across in such a like creative and like fairly convoluted way but I mean I think they're very like interesting and like and 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 fun and like very like dryly funny especially the third one <laughs> i um i'm gonna piggyback off of, of what you said and kind of jump in a little bit early uh i think that what one of holy the, shit well, just, just because right <laughs> i know everything's topsy-turvy <laughs> i usually wait until the end but i just want to be able to to like i said draft off of something that brianna said this is um one of the things that's so amazing about these movies is they create these like clones that have mental deterioration and basically have lost the ability to act like people, but still remember like the concepts and feelings of being a person. And so they just speak their emotions out loud, which sounds like it would be so boring, but the way in which they do it is so strange and so so similar to like an alien trying to understand its first human emotions that it really does just sort of it's it's not it's it's not like revelatory except in the way that it makes you think about the ways that you feel and and there's something like kind of beautiful about that because just hearing hearing one of these people say like you know, sometimes I'd get very sad and I would just feel okay though, because the sadness means that I'm alive and you're just like, Oh God, it's almost like when, when a child (laughs) says something and you're just like, Oh, you just gutted me with how perfectly and simply you put that idea. Yeah. 100%. All right. Baby dinosaur. (laughs) Bill Graham. What about yourself? Okay, sure. Uh, let's see. I don't know what the fuck to make of these movies, to be honest with you. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't enjoy the fuck out of them. Like they're they're really entertaining. Um, I do miss the fact that uh, the third one kind of does away with Emily's character because uh, just you mean like, Emily Prime. Emily Prime. Yes, sorry, oh, no. I'm Bill Prime. <laughs> Yes, uh, but yeah, that's that is a good distinction and a good point. Um, but no, I I think it, it kind of made me sad that they did away with Emily Prime and uh, just like hearing her babble on and like and like point at something and then all of a sudden it pops up on the screen was like that's that's truly delightful stuff and and apparently that's not uh Hertzfeld's daughter right that's his niece I believe his niece yeah okay so like there's just a certain level of like just cuteness but also just like um creativity that kind of surrounds that kind of stuff because I mean obviously he's not telling her what to say necessarily. And so like, he just has to kind of roll with what, what she's giving him. I was wondering about that. If that, if she was, I don't know anything about these movies. And I was like wondering if, if she just improvs everything. I assumed she did. You had seen at least like the first and second one before though, right? I saw the first one, but I didn't know anything about like the, creation or inception or production or anything gotcha. i just had like yeah yeah um but yeah so i mean 
it is interesting to note that you know Emily Prime's not part of or not a. I think her voice appears, but I don't think it's it's supposed to properly be her. Um, but yeah, she's just not really part of the third one. So I, I found that a little odd, but yet I still really enjoyed like the time high stuff and everything that's going on there. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like these, these are also increasingly longer each one so mm-hmm. they're getting more and more complex in like what they're actually trying to deal with and like even the visual effects and some of that stuff is like definitely upgraded i mean look i think the first one came out in 2015 and then the last one or the most recent one came out this year so you know <laughs> there's definitely upgrades in technology that uh someone that isn't trying to spend a lot of money has access to with just like a new computer or a new phone or whatever. So, um, yeah, I, I I think, I think these things are delightful. They're also, uh, they can definitely get in your head and just like, depending on where your mental space is at the time. Uh, so yeah, I, I really enjoy these, but I honestly don't know what the fuck to do with them either. So, <laughs> I mean, you watch them. They're 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 bite sized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're like maybe a little more than a quibby long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That, more that, than exactly a quibby I, long. I said bite size, and I was like, oh, I've got to make a quibby joke <laughs> that won't that that won't age well. The window for quibby jokes is closing rapidly. People are already <laughs> forgetting that quibby existed. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You got to get them while the iron's hot. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I saw a friend. It. I saw a friend joking the other day. They were like, "You know what? Maybe I'm going to devote my life to being a Quibi archivist." <laughs> That's a good like, day. Is that like thirty hours. To be other ways, yeah. <laughs> It'd be a short job, honestly. <laughs> I mean, if you want a sense of accomplishment, there you go. <laughs> It's like if I was a technical John, editor, John. like my current job, but like the only thing I ever edited was like the taglines on like snack bar wrappers. <laughs> Tastes great, less filling. That's perfect. Yeah, let's just stick with that. All right. Well, now that we figured that out, uh, Michael Snydell. <laughs> Once you pop, uh, you can't stop. It's true, yeah, though. You so can't I guess stop. I, I guess pop. I do have a, a vaguely uh spicier take on these uh, don hart's film is someone i really like uh it's such a beautiful day is probably one of my favorite films was that last decade i don't know time is stupid uh it's such a beautiful day is great uh his other one no no that's the balloon one no it's the aneurysm one oh, what right isn't it <laughs> Yeah, it's different than the balloon one. I thought, isn't the, the balloon, balloon one is, like a short film? Yeah, it's just like, it's yes. called like Billy's Balloon or something. And it's like three minutes yeah. long. And it's about a balloon that beats the shit out of a little boy. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Oh, and then uh, and then you realize that all the balloons are doing it to children. <laughs> um, and then Rejected, like, uh, I still remember watching that on YouTube and felt like I was losing my mind. Yes. So I guess that's all to say that like I really like Hertzfeldt since uh, someone introduced me to him. Um, I wasn't wild about the first World of Tomorrow when wow. when it first you can came go out. straight to hell with that opinion. 
Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was a good bit and was too extended. Um, and I had not seen the second or third until today. Uh-oh. Uh, and I liked the second more. And then I thought this third one was so much fun <laughs> and really funny and enjoyable in a way that like, even though it's the most complex, like I felt like I could turn my brain off at, at certain points in a way I didn't in the first two, like parts of first, the first two. And I think it's in fact, because of um, Emily prime. So without really having Emily prime in the third one, I feel like I can concentrate instead on the sight gags and I can concentrate on the narration and like the dryness really comes across for me. And I think Emily prime is, I think there's some great comic timing in the first and second one with her. I think it's uh, cute as hell (laughs) and it's, it's like fun for a little while, but it's also overload in a way that feels really intentional to me, but also feels like I'm doing, you know, like a fucking quadratic equation or something. I haven't said those words in in a long time. Uh, That's why you inserted like like, an extra syllable into the word quadratic. (laughs) Exactly. Um, You you mashed up quadratic and adriatic, it seems like. (laughs) I I think that's what I'm thinking. Anyways, though, like, it's just like I I didn't feel like the first and second I, I could like turn my brain off that much because I felt like I just had to trace all of these and narratives and what they're trying to say and like I I totally agree with that, Brianna and Brian in the sense that like this is like there are very like simple emotion simple's not really what I'm trying to get across like they're very blunt but they're very pure. And like there's stuff that you can get across there. And I think the narrative stuff is is well done and fun. But I also just kind of loved how the third one is just this silent person <laughs> following this these uh increasingly distorted uh mandates. And uh I like that it reminded me of the SpongeBob episode where SpongeBob empties his mind completely. Um, what? So yeah, what I, did I just hear? <laughs> uh no, seriously though, I I uh I think the first one's fine, but I really think the third one is the most fun and most enjoyable to me. And maybe I'll rewatch these and I can be like, oh yeah, I get primer, I get world of tomorrow, but I doubt that's gonna happen. So yeah, they're good. <laughs> I am. Um, I, I guess I'm kind of confused at like how much people seem to be trying to figure out like the mechanics of these. Because to me, they're almost willfully complex to the point where like you are just supposed to give up and just cue into like the emotional life of these characters, and also this kind of vision of how the future, with all of its technology, actually like deadens people. Um, yeah, like, cause I, I really loved the first world tomorrow. I think it was like, it was either my first or second top one. I don't even know what I'm saying. Oh, it was, it was definitely your top one. It was. Yes. I think that was, (laughs) that was either a weak Malik year or there just wasn't a Malik movie that year. Um, (laughs) I I like how you have to couch it in in that as if, as if like all the, the Brian heads out there will revolt and be like, what the fuck? What about Malik? They they would bill. There is, and I, and I love them. There is someone who is 
on would, would on Twitter be... and will just constantly like at me whenever he or anyone else is talking about Malik. And I love it. I love that like we have fans and I love that that happens, but it's very confusing because they are not English as a first language. And so I constantly have to just trust that Twitter is translating correctly to tell me what they're talking about. <laughs> um, that being said, oh, nope. 2017. Oh, no, that was World of Tomorrow episode two. Yes. So 2015 <laughs> World of Tomorrow was number one. 2017 Song to Song was number one. And World of Tomorrow episode two was number two. Predictable, Brian. Very predictable. <laughs> I am. I am super predictable. I like what I like. And I and I love these movies. I mean, I saw World of Tomorrow, and I think that somewhere on the podcast feed you will find our review of it. And I feel like I was just like gobsmacked and could barely talk about it. It's mm-hmm. it's so good. And now that I have a four-year-old daughter, uh the the just effort that must have gone into recording this girl like playing and drawing and then making it even kind of makes sense Mm -hmm. is just startling but also i love it because she can say something completely nonsensical and then because it's animation and they've done this thing with the outer net and everything like it can come true yeah yep (laughs) um i (laughs) my like the part in world tomorrow where she starts explaining why sometimes you shouldn't draw a snake boy and it just keeps going on and it doesn't make any sense. I have like three of those conversations a day. Um, so, yeah, I, I love it. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, episode two honestly knocked me kind of off of my off kilt. Like, yeah, off of my axis when I first saw it because it's so different. And I think I even read an interview where yeah. Hertzfeld said she was a little older, so it was a little harder to do it um, because <laughs> she's. She's making more sense, but not so much sense that I can like make her say things. So it just becomes harder to edit. And then the third one, I wrote the review for the film stage. And I it's funny because Jordan gave it to me and it took me like a week for me to write this review for this 26 minute short film because I watched (laughs) it, put it down for like three days and then was like, I just need to watch it again to really like wrap my brain around it. And then I just sat on my couch and watched it three times in a row. (laughs) And it's, it's not because I didn't get it. Like the, 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 the trick of the third movie especially is that it's telling this convoluted, like international assassin looper time travel (laughs) kind of thing. Looper. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with like it's very looper <laughs> it is it is yeah and um but the the whole point is and it's kind of funny because looper sort of pulls the same thing it's like you know i think if bruce willis says like i don't want to talk about time travel if we start talking about time travel like we're going to be sitting here making like diagrams out of straws and in world tomorrow episode three literally she starts explaining the time travel so like interdimensional assassin guild and the music just gets super loud and i'm and like david's eyes sort of glaze over and i think that you're just supposed to be like right yes this is exposition that doesn't really mean anything yeah and um and it's just the emotions of it and it, it took me a while to clock precisely why i was so moved by the third film um and i think what it boils down to is that like we've seen now two other movies that kind of explain 
the oddity of this this future where people are able to clone themselves and do time travel and travel to other worlds and complex robots and like you know your soul can be or your consciousness can be uploaded into cubes but the thing that is the most driving factor to these two people who have not actually met but are aware that in the future their clones will meet and fall in love is that they might be able to also fall in love and that that's worth fucking with the space-time continuum to get that because it's so important i think visually too it is absolutely brilliant to bring it back to like the most memorable like similar simple image from that Mm -hmm. first one to to bring it to that and like continue to go back to that i think it's like a really uh brilliant way to like uh bring it full circle and like give it a full aesthetic and like i i want to say i i don't necessarily mean that i'm trying to like parse out the narrative in terms of how time travel works in one or two but i think that three does a better job in allowing you to completely key into those emotional uh reactions in a way that i didn't feel one and two did at a certain point and again i think it's because it's that uh lowbrow highbrow constantly going at once and i just think then combined with a willfully convoluted story, I think it it's, it's just it, it, for me personally, it's too much to keep track of. So I kind of like the way that three is like, despite we us comparing it to Looper, like a long part of it is linear in the sense of him climbing mountains to find his memories and just like a certain like almost looney tunes like (laughs) what stupid things are gonna happen now like oh he can't walk or like a joke like don't let this uh, the the poison worms uh get get it right not one drop like dumped on by it he just is screaming the rest of the time it's so funny like that's a callback to earlier stuff for me. And I was like, oh, he's still really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what, what, what we're dealing with, though, is is this film in particular, the, the last one, is not hampered in by, and, and, you know, I hate saying this out loud, but, you know, by his niece, right? So he's able to inject a lot more of this kind of uh, like uh, thought out humor in that way, right? Where it's just like, okay, like I I get to now make visual gags and jokes that actually aren't surrounded or kind of uh, have to uh, bend itself in, in kind of knots to uh, make sense, right? Like, like this is just nonsense about like some kind of drooling worms in a in like a cavern cavern yeah and it's <laughs> yeah. just like what this doesn't make any sense like this is really dumb and yet the way that he has kind of taken the past few films and kind of built this language of us just being like okay sure like what what the hell you know <laughs> I mean, a lot of a lot of what Emily Prime was doing, though, was talking about just weird shit in the sense of like 
cats and dogs and like things that she actually knows and has sure. seen, right? And this is very much like okay, those those worms would have never come and come out of her mouth, right? Like, <laughs> like worms that drool on you that then you end up just screaming spontaneously for the rest and of your tongue life. falls out. You lose your yeah. tongue. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's just, that's just funky, weird shit. That's just not going to come out. Of I mean, also just the concept stuff. of like having to delete skills from your brain. That, that that stuff was was cracking me up, and then really the funny. fact that yeah. she has to apologize for uh, not having enough fun, so now it has to have I think pop up ads. Point, yeah, pop up <laughs> oh, ads. Pop up ads were so then good. She says she specifically says sponsored. Do you want gills? <laughs> she says sponsored content, yes. and I was just like, holy shit! <laughs> yeah. <There's- laughs> At internet journalism. Oh, there's, shit. there's the one that's literally just like screaming mascots. <laughs> yes, I wrote it down. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and one is like have have flowers bloom on your yes, face. That was like and my so, favorite. Like, the best part is that that has a payoff later with yeah, the people later that are, with the repair guys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Doesn't it say like, isn't yeah. even it, like its pitch for that is like why not? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they were. Those were so funny. Well, the, he he does. He do, oh no 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 that that wasn't the pitch. The pitch was uh that pitch was for uh gills on your neck, and uh, so that was yeah. one that he instantly added to the cart. I noticed I would that. Do that too. I would like, get gills. I gills. Don't, no, what? Uh, are they cool. functional or are they just aesthetic? No, uh, you could breathe Eddie underwater. <laughs> okay. All right, Jesus. Underwater, that'd be so dope. I would love that. Yes, I just need to make sure that they are workable gills, um, and I'm not I just <laughs> paying to have something that like are gills but do not function like gills. That's you know? Fair. Yeah, I would be disappointed too. It would be okay. Brianna like yelled at you, Brian. <laughs> You're like, of course <laughs> they work. <laughs> well, I know. I talked to Don himself. He told me the gills work. <laughs> Dude, when he when he was hovering over that one, I was like, "Please buy it, please buy it, please buy it." <laughs> I do they not know bet. what the credit system of that, but I don't I don't even know if they necessarily made sense. But they seem like they cost a lot of a lot of those credits, a lot of those C's, whatever that was. The C's, yeah, coins. I guess I don't know. Sense the other thing on the yelling noises add to was never sleep again. <laughs> That just felt like all the more potent this year. Like it would have always been funny, but now I'm like, oh, this is some of this is. uh, You're hitting a little closer to home than you wanted to, Don. Yeah, yeah, Don. He uh, he just he really knocks it out of the park. I mean, the other funny thing is that like everything that she says is more space that this memory that she's given him is going to take up, and is going to require him to delete more stuff. And she just starts listing off like 378 things that she likes. Oh, yeah. I just got a kick out of happiness and then sunlight. <laughs> yeah. What, what are the, oh. My number one thing that makes me happy, happiness. I'm just like, oh, thank you. We could have skipped that one. <laughs> And, and the corpses throughout the mountain where she just blurs them. And there shouldn't be more than one or two. <laughs> yeah, there's only one or two, and it's just everywhere. 
Okay. We we do have to talk about this film in, in some kind of constructive way yeah. outside of just working. No, this is show. it. This is the podcast is us just talking about our favorite things. I uh, I really find it funny when Emily Prime in the first movie just goes wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. I like Triangle World in the second oh, triangle one. Triangle World is amazing. <laughs> I want to go to Triangle World. The vehicles that make so much fucking noise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so inefficient <laughs> well, and and then and then she, and then you see square world and that things make even more noise you're just like oh no <laughs> i also love in two where like uh a, a clone uh, an emily clone is like trying to tell her like her sad story and you just keep hearing the sound of emily prime with the crayon <laughs> Like, keeps interrupting her story about, like, how she's traveled many years or traveled many years to go back to this moment where she wasn't, like, tormented by sadness. <laughs> well, it's, you know, because, again, these people are, are clones and their only purpose is to carry on the future consciousness of this little girl. And so she is like a god to them. She is the reason that they're supposed to exist, but they keep coming back to her. Which she's just this tiny child with no concept of what's going on. It's um, it's incredible. I I love it, especially again because I have a four year old. So it's like the the person that you least want to have to convey important information to is a four year old little girl. What what land would it be, Brian? If you asked her about like if she her brain was going to go to some fantasy imagination land would it be like a shape would it be a certain would it be snake land you know honestly like she probably would love a snake boy first of all i'll say that (laughs) um man i mean (laughs) um yeah it might be like dogs or cats in all honesty i don't think she's like fixated on shapes she's she's a big fan of of the dog and the cat that live in the house and again the (laughs) reptiles she's also likes those so what's funny is actually it might be something to do with sharks because there was a documentary about sharks on hulu that she really liked and then she asked to watch it yesterday and it's no longer on hulu and she would not accept that I even well, put I don't on accept that. What, uh, what the fuck? Where'd it go? It was called like Tiger Sharks of the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, um, and wow. it was about like the, these people like capturing a tiger shark and like tagging it and trying to figure out like why they're drawn to the Bermuda Triangle and everything. And not in like a spooky way, but like an actual. Not, not in a Scooby-Doo way. Right. No, it was like a real thing. And like it was about like how it's probably a breeding ground of theirs. And she watched it. She watched it like a bunch. It was around the same time that she went on her Rango kick. Um, so, nice. so she was like, hey, hey I want to watch the shark, the shark thing. And I was like, oh, the sharks with the, oh, no, she literally, I said, what shark thing? And she said, where they tag the shark. And I was like, oh, right. Yes, of course. <laughs> and so I, I brought it up and I can still see it on Hulu, but there's no option to watch it. And I so I said to her, like, I got to, we got to watch another, we got to watch a different shark thing. And she looked at me and you said, should, it's, right, it's, it's right there. And I said, I, I know it's right there, but there's no button to watch it. She's like, just click it, dad. Like, <laughs> Relatable, honestly. 
And then I was like, no, look, we'll just watch this one about these sharks that are like around this like island that used to be a prison. And like maybe they, they really like eating people or something. She said, no, I want the sharks in the triangle. And I was like, I don't know how to explain to you streaming rights. <laughs> this is why VHS was better. <laughs> I never it had broke. To... I can't... And suddenly it's gone. I don't know. Right. I, don't I know. never Where, had to wonder as a child if I would be able to watch The Great Mouse Detective because it was just sitting there. I could see it. I could hold it. What about Five Old Goes West? I liked uh, An American Tale more than Five Old Goes West. Okay. All right. Fair. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Don Bluth, great animator. Yes. Yes. I rewatched Balto recently. I have to say, the evil husky in Balto, kind of an mm. asshole. Oh, I really? You think that the guy who <laughs> who creates different markings on the trees to get the team lost, putting in peril every single sick child in that village, is an asshole? <laughs> Just because of his own pride, he's willing to let people die? Who would do that, Michael? Surprisingly evil. Like, for a kid's movie. Like, you know, every once in a while. You, like, Coco. That movie's surprisingly evil. Balto, also surprisingly evil. I would say Rango, well, also surprisingly witches. evil. <laughs> I watched the original The Witches recently, and I was like, Classic. oh, I would have been scarred if I saw this as a child. This yeah. was not going to happen. Whoa. Speaking of uh, political, uh, do you know who Don Bluth's cousin is? Or half-cousin? Michael Bluth? Nope. It is Mitt Romney. (laughs) What? What? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. This is a real thing. (laughs) Holy fuck. I'm looking this up now. That's what this podcast is about now. I have seen this with my own eyes. On my own computer screen. (laughs) <laughs> so Don Bluth in Biden's presidential cabinet is is what you're saying. <laughs> just, if Romney doesn't do it, Don Bluth is next in line. <laughs> the uh, what what would he be? The undersecretary of scaring the fuck out of children. <laughs> Here, here's your new education secretary. <laughs> did you know that all dogs go to heaven, kids? Fuck you. <laughs> Where did you find this? This is not on Wikipedia. Where did it's, you get it's, your information? It's on Wikipedia. It's at the bottom right under Don Bluth's like biography. Look to the right side. Under family. I control F Mitt Romney and I did not Oh what? He's and, his half cousin. Ancestors. <laughs> I thought you said half brother. He's his half cousin. <laughs> oh no, cousin, cousin, half cousin. Gee. I was like <laughs> That's a little more distant. That's not as close. Yeah, it's not as close, but you know, they've probably still met before. They probably still hung out, you know. That's, that's that does seem like a weird thing to just have in someone's biography, though. Mitt Romney, like, like that's far enough away that it's just kind of like, okay, who the fuck cares? Like, <laughs> what the fuck is this about? That is insane. I don't think I realized that Don Bluth was a Mormon. Mm. No, yeah, yeah, a uh, big part. Brigham Young, baby. Yeah, you've been indoctrinated, Brian. You don't even know. <laughs> I've been somehow as a Catholic, I've been indoctrinated by the Mormons to not realize yeah, you know that what? Don Bluth was one of them. You, you know so, what? I I feel like it's very rude that I don't see Mitt Romney on his biography that he's related to Don Bluth. Let me check this. Yeah. <laughs> good, good God. Yeah, um, yeah I don't think it is on his. 
Yeah. I I just control S on that or F on that and yeah, I didn't I didn't see him. So that's that's bullshit. His is also significantly longer. <laughs> Who would have thought that's that Mitt Romney would have a longer Wikipedia page than Don Bluth? This is Don Bluth. This is someone not okay just, for the Great American Bible or Someone American just tale. make that update right now, please. Thank yeah. you. Not all heroes wear uh, capes. <laughs> yes, correct. Um, some of them, I don't even know. I was going to make a Don Bluth-esque yeah. joke, but it's very difficult to for me to come up with one. All right, let's 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 move on. What, what else are we talking about? We're talking about... <laughs> very sad <laughs> you know what's funny though is that so like you know just to to use this weird tangent to bring us back on track don bluth is a guy who kind of famously like had to hop between studios because he hated working in the studio system and he would have to make all these compromises and his his movies were like artistic achievements in the ways that they were able to be but like he had to make so many concessions and he just you know never really got to exert the kind of power that he really wanted to and he ended up having to make a bunch of shitty movies i, th- I kind of like the fact that don hertzfeld i don't know if he's ever actually been like courted by a larger studio or something but like he just produces like he did i mean the couch gag for the simpsons that's not the same as like disney coming in and being like we want you to direct brave 2 <laughs> No animated MCU movie. <laughs> <laughs> the even better dinosaur. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, it's so it's just interesting that he's like so he is so fiercely independent, and that's how he's able to create these these movies that are just so dark and intense, but also such a singular vision. Well, th- here's a here's a good question: How did we watch this? I bought it or I rented it on Vimeo through his fucking website. Like I couldn't find it anywhere else. I am. Um, I mean, it's on Vimeo is I think the only place that you can really do it because, you know, yeah. you do rent it and pay him. I um, gave to his Kickstarter a while back and got a okay. Blu-ray of World take of Tomorrow <laughs> along with. Uh, what was that? He said, take, take it, it easy there. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I got a Blu-ray of World of Tomorrow. I got a, a DVD copy of um, It's Such a Beautiful Day. And then I got an art book. And I was super excited about it. I cannot find my Blu-ray of World of Tomorrow. I don't know where it's gone. It and, like, three vinyls have seemingly disappeared from my house. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who would take my my copy of Tears for Fears, Songs from the Big Chair. <laughs> it's a great album. So. I know. But like it's not not widely available, you know? Like you could find it. Like I was able to replace it for like ten bucks. So why steal it from me? Anyway, um <clears throat> the other weird thing is that so I lost my Tears for Fears, but I also lost two TV on the radio albums. So now I'm like, did someone just like rifle through the T section of my albums? <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, I watched this on 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 Vimeo. Um, I was able to broadcast it to my TV, thank God, because especially the Absent Destinations of David Prime is just like packed with with a lot of visual stuff. I mean, like when they pan through his apartment 
you see mm-hmm. a lot of things from the other movies and you see the, yeah. the stone with the rabbit drawn on it. <laughs> and it's just, I just, I, here's the thing. I suck at drawing. Right. And you know, people, you know, might look at just Emily prime and be like, Oh, that's like a very simple drawing, but the expressiveness of her and everything, it's just, there's so much to it. And it allows for such like a cleanliness of, of like storytelling intent that it's like it's it really is just like baffling to me how how effective this and all of his other stuff are um i will say that i was first introduced to don hertzfeld uh via youtube when i was in college and someone in my house was like have you ever seen the rejected cartoons (laughs) and we didn't know if it was like real or not i guess like there was a part of us that was like do you think that he actually like submitted these to this learning channel just to fuck with them (laughs) but i mean those those catchphrases from rejected remain things that still like i will shout at someone and they will shout back the response and it will make me laugh is rejected what has my anus is bleeding or is that Yes, that is rejected. That is it? My anus is bleeding, yes. (laughs) My anus is bleeding! I think we watched that in film school. (laughs) For the love of God and all that is holy! (laughs) (laughs) My anus is bleeding! Anyway. um, There was a moment where my daughter was like eating some ice cream or something. And I told her, you know, go get a spoon from the drawer. And she, you know, had a very small cup, but she got like a serving spoon. (laughs) And she comes into the room and she attempts to eat using her serving spoon, which does not fit into the cup. And she held it up and she looks at me and said, my spoon is too big. (laughs) And I, I couldn't explain to her why that sent me into a fit of laughter for a full minute. Especially as she continuously just said, Daddy, my spoon is too big. <laughs> Wait, what did she expect you to I, I'm curious, though. What did she expect you to do in that circumstance? Either make the bowl bigger or get her a smaller spoon. <laughs> it's, Being um, a parent sounds like it sucks. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I just... <laughs> I feel like all of my stories about my child are usually like, this is how awesome she is. I got to watch Rango like 40 times in a single week because of her. And it didn't come off like I was like on a downward spiral to suicide. Again, again, a movie where a rattlesnake says to a lizard, look into my eyes. I want to see you die. And my daughter is just like, yep, this is what I want. This is my movie now. (laughs) double feature with deadwood (laughs) yeah pretty much um or chinatown so that that even makes just world of tomorrow all the more incredible and and again like i think that even before i had a child i was able to kind of like locate the irony and the kind of sadness of this idea but now having one it's just even more incredible to watch it and to just think of that and and everything that must have gone into that and then again, just the way that, that the third movie, I, like, it would be very easy for these just to be a collection of jokes about, like, shitty mm-hmm. technology and how much life sucks. And um, sure. kind of, like, ever-evolving human callousness towards our own creations. Like, the first episode is, like, oh, you know, I upload new books and movies every week for my dead grandfather. 
We got a thousand letters from him in the first hour because that's four years <laughs> in his time. And well, let me read you one of the letters now. And it's just, oh, God. Oh, dear God. Oh, mother of God. Oh, God. And so then there's the 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 robots that are afraid of death and like chase the sun on the moon. Like. It would be very easy to just keep going back to that. And I kind of like the fact that they took this like very sad interlude about her falling in love with a clone of this guy David that then dies suddenly and they somehow in the third episode turn it into like this epic time spanning interdimensional clone based love story yes it's so it's it's so smart and it's so awesome and it and it really does like unearth like what I was saying earlier, like the kind of secret meaning behind all of this, which is just that even at that point, and even as like, you know, these clones are so many parts removed from their primes, they're still driven by this concept of like, if I can just find someone who's in love with me, you know, that's like it. And it's worth risking the possible impossibility of outwitting some time traveling assassins in order to be a part of that. Yeah, <clears throat> and I'm I'm curious what I, I I think that those things are. Yeah, I I think it's again I, as you're kind of saying, Brian. It's it's like a, a testament to the fact that that like makes it through everything. <laughs> like there's so much going on, and yet like you can still feel uh you know her uh, you know I whichever emily you'd clone of emily you'd like to point to or uh david like you can feel that longing like without having to unpack the insane reasons and (laughs) methods that they got to that point (laughs) it's fun to unpack those insane methods though i love the interlude of the the child in like the vr world In the third one, where it's yeah. he's like destroying a city, and it's just like bah, antisocial behavior. Oh God! I think that was like God Kid. Yeah. Or God Baby. Yes. <laughs> oh yes, God Baby. <clears throat> I, I, I'm, that does kind of uh, uh, bring me to what did you guys think of? Did you have uh, similar feelings or uh, different feelings about the animation as as it goes? I mean. Even especially compared to like earlier Hertzfeld, you know, he's really embracing digital animation and like not losing anything, which is pretty rare these days. I'm just curious if anybody had any feelings about the animation or whether it uh, gets better or changed in trusting ways. I like the way he added the um, like the textures, like the more CGI looking landscapes in the third one well, like especially i think when when david's on the planet looking for mm-hmm. the robot with the memories or whatever they are um i just liked how like how how tangible that all looked in contrast to the like simplistic uh like stick figures i think that um in addition to that you know in addition to having all you know th- this weird other world that looks amazing I mean, he's he's able to animate David. And again, this might be 
if we want to look at it narratively, it might be because David is a prime in this movie, so he's not losing his humanity bit by bit. But he's able to animate him every now and then with like a little extra fluidness. And so he's able mm. to like slump and sway in ways that we haven't really seen his characters do before. But at the same time, he's still just this simple looking stick figure guy, you know, which mm-hmm. almost makes his his exhaustion even more depressing and more difficult to, to wrap your mind around. But I mean, I think that his, you know, his embracing of new technology while still keeping his same aesthetic and just being able to like refine it and use it to tell the story better. I mean, it's it's incredible. I, I singled it out, in fact, in my review of the third movie just how mm-hmm. how good that is the walking and the movement yeah, specifically you're the walking and the movement yeah yeah it's it's i i was reading something i think it was with charles bromesco in the in the guardian i, I believe but we I, he's been a previous guest on uh oh my th- thoroughbreds maybe um that was like a thousand years ago uh <laughs> Remember yes, movie theaters? No. Um, Barely. <laughs> no, no, actually. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you for asking. Michael just <laughs> denying the existence of a thing that he misses. Like <laughs> when you go through a breakup and you're just like, Angela who? I'm sorry, what? I don't know that name. <laughs> but uh, Charles was actually talking to him uh, right when this came out. And um, I believe that it was this interview, but he was talking about how, you know, like he's been preparing for quarantine his whole life. And some of those things that you've heard a lot of like animators and creatives talking about right now, but he was specifically saying like more than ever, he's like, I don't want to do this alone anymore. <laughs> I want to do it with other people. And digital animation means, you know, I don't have to use 35 millimeter cameras and like, plane uh yeah and multi-plane cameras <laughs> like he's essentially like digital animation makes my life easier so i'm not <laughs> going to be like drawing stick figures for the rest of my life <laughs> so in in my review <clears throat> if you allow me to quote myself uh as david rocks across a blasted landscape towards the promise of the knowledge of his future love his body sways and drags in ways Hurtfelt has never <laughs> visualized before this fluid weighted motion stands in stark contrast to the rigid formality of all of the other Emilies we have seen previously, lending his character a depth in humanity that is sorely needed among the scrum of clones, robots, and time agents. Hmm. So yeah, no, I, 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 I think, I mean, like even on my first watch, I was like, Oh my God, look at what he's doing. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. The, the third one's definitely a step, step up. In, in a lot of visual aspects and stuff like that. And so it, it, it is surprising to hear like how much he's kind of embracing uh, the digital form because, you know, it definitely makes it much more collaborative and easier to collaborate. Um, you know, even in a time of quarantine, you know, you can have somebody basically work on something uh, by themselves and then send in rough edits of it or whatever. You know, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much uh, process, you know, the, what is it? The, the famous like Pixar process where they use like kind of rough animation to or they don't even use fucking rough animation. They just like draw characters and kind of uh 
uh, flipbook it for kind of initially, <laughs> and then they go back and maybe start, you know, working on the wireframe animation and then kind of ironing all that stuff. I wonder how much layers he goes through in the animation process. Like, is it just stick figures on like a blank canvas originally? And then he goes back and adds, I don't know, like a backpack. <laughs> That's you crazy. Know, you know, it's <laughs> it's like, I, I wonder how, how far down the line he gets before something either is going to absolutely stick inside the film or if he's just uh you know it might end up on the on the scrap heap so i don't know that's that would be interesting to kind of uh pick his brain about like you know does he know when something's kind of set in stone or does he keep working on it and how how maddening would that be if you were actually still doing like a (laughs) hand-drawn animation yeah, I'd have to imagine that would be difficult to deal with. Yeah, like, oh, cool. A month and a half work. Fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is shit. <laughs> I'm going to make another collection of rejected cartoons. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> it is, I, I don't know. It is weird, though. I Like, I don't know. It's just a weirdly, like, inspiring is uh, a word I hate, but... <laughs> There's just something uh, exciting to me about the fact that, like, he isn't contemning the entire, like, medium for the fact that it's going to digital. Because you hear so often about how much is lost in animation, you know, uh, compared to hand-drawn. Like, when people talk about Ghibli... um, Yeah, that sounds awkward every time I say it, but I guess that's how you say that. Uh, yeah, Studio yeah, Ghibli. I always said Ghibli like an idiot. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you, you done, Brian? No, uh, yeah, I think so. It's gift. Right, cool. Uh, but, but like, anywhere <laughs> in relation to those, like, there's even so much emphasis on hand drawn animation and texture that's lost. And like, as like Brown was saying, like, it's it's really cool that he's like mixing. Uh, uh, media. I think that's the language I'm looking for. Yeah, like mixed media. I mean, like even in even in even in the first ones, and even in it's such a beautiful day. There was a mixture of all sure. these different kinds of things. You know, there's video, there's still photography, and then there's the hand drawn stuff. I mean, it's it's great. It and it, it, it's one of those things where you like you see it and you're like, why doesn't every animated movie do this? It's like when Inside <laughs> Out showed up. And suddenly they're in a non-figurative imagination of a girl's brain. And you're like, right, why am I so used to, like, animals having a singing competition when we can do random-ass shit like this in an animated movie? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, so again, not to not to lean on my daughter too much this episode, but the, we were hanging out one day and she was like, I want to watch Frozen. And I was like, all right, why not? I liked Frozen. And we watched Frozen. And then afterwards, she's like, I want to watch The Princess and the Frog. And I was like, oh, I've never seen that. Sure, let's watch it. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, like this is such a great movie. It's so beautiful. It's really good. It's so good. Like, why? Oh, my God. Frozen is a piece of shit. Like, Frozen looks terrible. (laughs) Compared to Princess and the Frog, this movie's gorgeous. And Frozen is like a 1995 Windows screensaver. Like, what the shit is happening? Like, why aren't we doing more of this? Well, I, I feel like 
animation and, and especially the move to digital has kind of now become one of those things. I remember watching Toy Story uh, not that long ago, a couple of years ago, and just like looking at it and I was like, this looks kind of shitty. Like, <laughs> this does not look very good at all. Like, I could see the ridges on all the characters. I was like, this does not need to be updated into 4K. Like, this is probably a bad idea. Like, you don't, <laughs> don't want to see the pixelation going on here. And so it reminds me a lot of, like, when digital uh, special effects really started to kind of come into their own. And, I mean, you look at some of the digital effects that were you know, probably pretty good back then. And you're just like, Oh, Oh no. Why? How did, how did this pass any kind of like screening process? Like at what point did someone sign off on this? <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's definitely gotten to a point where, I mean, you know, Pixar's really the, uh, what was, I think toy story was the first animated, fully digital animated film to like actually like, it was the first like full like length feature animated film, completely oh, digital, God. whatever, whatever. Yeah. You know, so, all those things. <laughs> I mean, I mean, a lot of things have happened since then, um, you know, but yeah, it, it is interesting. I think the further along we get, I think that digital animation is going to start kind of keeping up, but it well, is interesting. It's it's well, one of those things that's just like it's the right tool for the the job. Like what what is the story you're trying to tell and mm -hmm. are you going to do it? I just I hate the fact that like I feel like no one even has a discussion about hand drawn or even hand drawn seeming animation anymore. Like it feels like in every oh, animation oh. department they're just like so we're just going to chase Pixar, right? Uh-huh. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's shooting for that never-ending horizon for sure, but I I think the other interesting thing is like when we do see some of these hand-drawn stuff, like there's a couple of sequences I think in uh the first Kung Fu Panda and even like the second one has like a longer extended uh, sequence in hand-drawn kind of style, um a kind of a 2D flat style and it's just simply because people really responded to the first one's use of it. And they were like, okay, we'll give you some more of that. And, you know, I think there's always going to be a push for showing the money, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that's where uh, a studio like Pixar and, you know, DreamWorks when they try and compete or any of these other studios, when they try and compete, in in a lot of ways, that's what they end up doing. I mean, you know, if if you look at uh, what is it, Monsters Inc. and stuff like that, you you kind of understand like how much of a nightmare hair was and how much effort they went through to even like create those creatures and things like that. Um, specifically, Sully. Uh, mm. But yeah, I mean. I think at a certain point, hopefully down the line, the tools will become seamless to the point where they don't have to worry about, you know, hand-drawn versus uh, uh, digital animation. They can just kind of meld the two. But it's it's all about the personality of the animators and, you know, 
there's a reason why some of the most popular big name innovators, you know, Don Bluth and, and certain people like that have a very big name. And it's because they came from that hand drawn style and they were able to imbue their characters with a lot of personality. Right. Absolutely. And I feel like, unfortunately, like Disney's getting away from that. I mean, like, I don't. I don't know. I don't know that you'd say like, oh, Moana definitely has like the fingerprints of whomever directed Moana all over it. But like Hertzfeld's Hertzfeld and Bluth is Bluth. Mm -hmm. You disagree? You Like, I feel like all the Disney people just look the same now with the big eyes. And no, the- I, I think Moana is actually very distinctive and uh, I, I think has a little bit... Um, a more psychedelic feeling to it. I, I think there is something a lot sharper and more crisp about the way that it looks. That's not only, you know, the amount of money and the, uh, sorry, like, uh, keeping up with, uh, animation advances, but mm. I don't know. I also think Moana is one of the, uh, best Disney films of at least the last decade for me. So I, I am sad that I, I I don't know if we just didn't cover Moana. I think we chose not to cover Moana because we covered Allied instead. Uh, that might have been a brief talk about it, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, I am sad that I missed that because I think Moana is a mess. I I think it's beautiful, and I think that some of the songs are good, but I think narratively it's a mess. Um, I don't know, Brianna. What's your favorite Disney movie of the last fifteen years? <laughs> None of them. None of them. I have no comment because I just don't care about any of the Disney animated movies whatsoever. Like maybe Toy Story three, but like I, I, I don't know. All all Disney animated movies. I just like I've gone to see them and then I just immediately forget about them. So <laughs> I just stopped. Like I didn't see Coco. I like I don't Aww. care. <laughs> My dad watched Coco actually. <laughs> Coco's Coco's delightful. So. I mean, I've heard it's good, but I'm just like, I just, I've reached this point where it's just like not on my like interest you're, radar. You're a real blue sky animation fan. <laughs> what is that? It's... <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. That's the right answer. <laughs> you don't tell she, me, she I is... will look into it. So yeah. blue sky she, animation she, is like she basically clicked the icon, the the little pop up ad, and she was like, "Okay, tell me more." Yeah, <laughs> blue, blue sky more. is like Ice Age Rio. The oh. peanuts, the peanuts movie, I don't really like, but it looks really good. I've heard that the I, peanuts movie is actually not that bad. I I uh, reviewed the peanuts movie. I liked it. It was pretty good. Oh, I I think that it was an interesting stylistic choice. Okay, Brian was was blue sky behind Storks. No, that was Warner Brothers. Okay, you're you're a big Storks fan. I am a works. huge Storks fan. Okay, I heard Storks was good actually. I forget where I was reading that, but I was like, "That's interesting." Might I'll never my, see it, but that's great. Might have been my Twitter feed. Storks, Jeez. I can't. Storks <sighs> makes me cry like a baby when it ends. I could not get more than fifteen minutes in Storks because I felt ancient watching it i found everyone incredibly annoying <laughs> it's got a very heavy old wb mary melody's slapstick vibe thing that going is on. way too nice to it that is incredibly nice to that <laughs> it's also it one of the most way. subtly inclusive and tolerant and moving movies of the last mm-hmm. animated <laughs> movies of the last 10 years 
Listen, I'm all for people for people liking movies that other people shit on. So I think I I think this is commendable. (laughs) I respect this immensely of you. I will, I, like you know, there will be movies where, like, I'll say I like it, and then someone will be like, "Oh, that movie sucks." And I'm like, "Well, you know, yeah, but like, you know, I, you know, I kind of like it." You know, you know um, yeah. but Storks, I will fucking hit a bitch over. Like, I wish Michael Snydell <laughs> were here, I would knock him down right now. Oh my this, god, I, this I, is I, what it would be over this. <laughs> would you rather I did it over Mother? <laughs> no, <laughs> fighting about. <sighs> Well, Brianna, what do you think about Mother? Mother. Now, which mother are we talking about? With the exclamation the, the, point at the yeah, end. Yeah, the one with the exclamation point. The one with point. the exclamation point? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Jennifer uh, Lawrence, well. Javier Bardem, Ed Harris, Michelle <laughs> Pfeiffer. Similar to a Disney Pixar film, I watched it and immediately forgot about it. So they're oh, on the same no. playing field there. Oh, man. <laughs> it's yeah. even again. It's this even is depressing. Again. But now here's the big question. So clearly you have a mind like a sieve for movies that you do not care for. Yes. How how do you think which, you which will recall? Which compares to me and my goldfish brain very well because like, but, like Bill, you could love anything. a movie and still yeah. forget about it. But her yeah, is exactly. very selective. So do you see yourself as remembering the worlds of tomorrow like for a while? Yeah. Okay. Like especially the first one. I feel like this the... I feel like, I don't know, the second two, there's like so much going on. I, I think they will, ben- I would benefit from multiple rewatches on them, even though I really like them a lot. But like the first one upon a rewatch, like really stuck with me and I really liked it uh, more. But um, yeah, no, I think, I think overall, like those, the, I mean, they're not, they're not mother, <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry, if I, I couldn't really tell. Does one of you like Mother? I'm so confused. Yes, me and Brian. Both <laughs> yeah, we both. Really Bill like and I both like Mother. I, mean, That's I didn't the, dislike the it. Time. I thought it was like fine, but it just didn't like. Just did not. Yeah, it, was, it was my number one movie of that year. Oh, that's sweet. I love that too. <laughs> oh, that's nice that you like your mother so much. <laughs> I love that something brought you joy. I love when people experience joy. I'm very happy for them. <laughs> mother was my number seven film of that year, right after Brawl and Cell Block 99. Oh, I need to see that. And right before Dunkirk. Ah, another fantastic film. Uh, Brianna, what's the last animated film you you responded to? Uh, maybe not in this way, but it, it sounds like, I, I mean, under. There's a lot of people who don't like Disney movies. We're not like condemning you for that, but I'm just curious: Are animated films generally something you respond to? I watch. If you want to count it as a film, I watched Over the Garden Wall recently, which I've seen oh, probably nice. seven times at this point. It's like one of my favorite things in the world. I would sooner um, count Over the Garden Wall as a movie than I would Twin Peaks: no, The Return. Don't oh, do it! Oh, oh, let's not start this. Wait, wait, Why wait. Would wait. You say that? Wait, I just have to ask. Nope. Move. Nope. Brianna, do you think Twin Peaks The Return is a movie? Uh, okay. Don't answer, Brianna, don't. I will say. I love that we've gotten to this point now. Don't Why would you do this? You, you've asked the question, so I must answer. I must, I must. Right. As a person I... who likes film and is on Twitter, this is like the. <laughs> it's your small duty. Just in the bracket. 
and I'm really I don't, don't even okay I don't really just actually care it. about the bracket that much I like don't take it seriously but I really wanted Twin Peaks to win just oh, for sure mis- mischief reasons oh the same <laughs> like I think Twin like when I say Twin Peaks is a movie I say it with an asterisk of I really like how angry it makes people <laughs> that would be Brian I think it's very funny how upset people get and it just fuels me more so really you should all just stop caring and then maybe maybe we'll stop saying it things have to mean things or nothing means anything <laughs> it is mean? just because you like a tv show doesn't mean that it's better than tv it's just a good tv show okay all right movies are better than tv though so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, in, in general, I prefer the fil- the medium of film to the medium of television. But if you air yourself in discrete chunks with opening and closing credits, you're a fucking television show. <laughs> well, now we're just getting very technical about it. Come, come, come. My favorite, my favorite cow is an <laughs> elephant because it's so much bigger than normal cows, right? And it's got that cool trunk. That sounds like a pretty cow, a pretty cool cow, I have to say. Like, I would take that cow cow. over. You know, I'd take that cow over all other cows except the first cow. (laughs) But I'm... What oh if, what if, what has become of us? We never got okay. So over the garden wall. That's that's your answer to the what is the last oh, animated? And then, actually, I found another one before that. Anomalisa. I saw. I really liked. Aha! All right, there yeah, we go. Which is not a children's good. thing. No, <laughs> no. There's, it is. There's oral sex in that. Oh, there is. <laughs> Bill is Bill is of the the idea that um you know sex is fine in a children's film, but oral sex. Now that's it's rated R. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Anomalisa's R. Yeah, I just yeah, I just I just it's love the fact that Bill's like, it's not a children's film. There's oral sex in it. It's like <laughs> as though <laughs> like a hand job in a Disney film. Totally fine. <laughs> but you know. If Anna goes down on Chris Kristoff, what's the name? Christoph. That's the human, yep, right? Christoph. Yeah, that, that's Kristoff. Sven is the goat. They're not the goat. The elk. <laughs> yeah, Sven is is the elk. Yes, I always Ranger, forget. I guess. Yeah. And Olaf is the snowman. Yes. We don't talk about him. <laughs> oh man! All right. So if you ever want to have a good time, I know that you didn't see Coco, but there was a an Olaf short before Coco. Did you hear about this? Okay. I've heard about this. And I had a meltdown on our Coco episode because I I felt like I had to talk about Olaf's so, frozen Christmas, whatever the hell, and I just lost my mind. The the best part about this is that because I had heard there was so much like uproar over this fucking short, when I went to go see it in the theater, I just hung out in the lobby and just like w- yeah. played on my phone for the first fifteen minutes, <laughs> wow. and then and then took my seat. I was just like, I ain't dealing with this bullshit. <laughs> you just didn't even want to be privy to it. You didn't want to subject yourself. That's like. <laughs> I just skipped that shit altogether. Damn. He was a genius in, in this one single sense. <laughs> Better use of my time. Doom scrolling Twitter. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, God, I can't believe it lost. 
I'm really bummed. I really, I can't believe it was B also by, of all things, No Country for Old Men. Like, I love No Country for Old Men, but I feel like it was paired up with a lot of things that could have more easily beat it than, like, this? (laughs) 2001 A Space. Yeah. But there's, like, stuff like that. Yeah, it was, like, The Shining. Like... (laughs) Yeah, I feel like No Country for Old Men is good, but it's not like a top tier Cohen, in my opinion. I would agree with that. Yeah. A little incensed, but you know what? The bracket goes on. <laughs> the bracket this ever bracket goes on. Just, it's never going to stop, right? Like, there's like four billion movies on it. It's almost done. I think. I think we're yeah, almost, almost done. Yeah, it's almost done. Oh well, that's we're good. down to like five. I'm almost. It's I'm almost afraid of what happens when the bracket is over. Well, I know, what the I fuck is too. this? What, it's what like a clock appears in the middle of your town, and <laughs> yes. it's like, well, that's weird enough, but also the fact is it's counting down. What happens when it gets to zero? <laughs> what, Bill what just said we... he doesn't know what the bracket is, so we oh, need God. to explain the bracket. <laughs> There's no look. We we're we're supposed to be talking about world. Is tomorrow. this a Twitter thing? Yes, it's a no, Twitter no, thing. No, no, this is now the Bracket Podcast. No, this is the life. Welcome the life. to the Bracket We're talking about... <laughs> we, There should be, like, after every day, like, what's that pod... Or not the podcast, that show that fucking, like, Chris Hardwick used to do the after talking every episode dead. of The, 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 the yes, Talking there Dead. should be one of those. <laughs> after every day of the Bracket, there's, like, a podcast where they discuss... Is this a bracket. daily thing? <laughs> not every day it's like most okay wait days. seriously I, i'm so I'm yeah not, there's I'm there's signing off until i figure out what the fuck it is. <laughs> all right well i'm someone, gonna go to have a cigarette and eat a pint of ben and jerry's while you all explain this to bill someone be the hero and explain the bracket no, I, I, i'll say it quickly uh people on twitter decided are trying to decide the best movie of all time it is essentially just oh, become no. the imdb rankings uh, put but, together by this one it it should be noted that it's being put together by this one guy his name is yeah. neil and he's been doing it for the past like six or seven months yes maybe five six seven months time. it's just this guy he does it all himself it takes him like an insane amount of time to do he's also an architect i don't know how he has the time <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, you know, pandemic, blah, blah, blah. He can't go to the architect conventions that he used to. I have no idea. I've discussed this with other people. It blows my mind. Okay, so so he he puts out a poll every few days on Twitter and people vote, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Does he give arguments for or against? No, no, no. So, he's an impartial so he just, observer. So he he's just, he, he's <laughs> just posts, yeah, he just posts it and just lets the chaos happen. Yeah. Oh, he's yes. a madman. He yeah. snaps a- the pool cue in half, throws it on the floor, and says, Okay, yeah. <laughs> Who wants to we're, join we're, our team? We're rapidly expanding. I, uh, Bill, but it's become, it's weird though, because it, stretches across many different bubbles it stretches across like the weird obscurest film twitter (laughs) groups who like are really really interested in it as a way to be trolls but also somewhat sincere about certain things like the end of evangelion or lynch oh my god (laughs) whoa 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 don't tell me that somehow got in there it did. It lost so recently. Oh yeah, 
It only lost like a week ago. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, I guess they probably have made a couple of of those into films, right? Like they. Yes, there was actually, a like film adaptation of yeah. Neon Genesis Evangelion. Evangelion. Yeah, yeah. that's that's Bye. fucking. Yeah, that that show is <laughs> insane. So, I mean, speaking of animation that uh, goes into the future and involves a lot of weird clones and shit. <laughs> There's sex in if that I, too. If I want to like attempt to bring us back on topic. Wait, no, no, no. I, I need to I need to finish this though. Bill, the, what I want to say though is like, so it's a general group that is regularly voting, but then every once in a while when big movies come up, <laughs> uh, it gets like sent to other parts of Twitter. And then they become aware of it and get really, really, really mad about it. Like, did you hear about what happened with Uncut Gems? Yes. Yes. Okay. People bought votes, correct? Like they had what? Yeah. To essentially (laughs) game Uncut Gems, Alita, uh, Alita Battle. Yes. Yes. My show. Insane. Stan. Uh, Twitter group. I don't actually know if people bought Alita. I think the Alita group it's is just, just like so hardcore. Yeah, it's just them. They didn't buy anything. Theirs was pure love. Alita <laughs> is the weird movie that like com- like brings together like the alt right and trans people. It's just the strangest. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. trans people can also be alt right. I mean, I you don't. I would them. love to meet I'm one. Just Email us, <laughs> podcast at thefilmstage.com. We live in a diverse world. It's open for many. Uh, there are many opportunities open for all types of people. Trump got the highest margin of minority voters in, for the GOP candidate has gotten in the last 60 years. Let's just remember that every now and then. I'm, I'm not going to remember that. That fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to remember that. <laughs> well, there was probably more minority voters that voted in this election than ever before as well so you know there's that yeah but i was talking percentage of total vote anyway it doesn't matter geez we're really going off the deep end we're going from the bracket to trump that was such a okay okay so 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 where are we at in the bracket oh my god we're still talking about the fucking bracket bracket. (laughs) there's like there's five movies left i I believe how can there be five movies if it's a bracket they need to be pairs I okay, know. There's there only movies like two pairs today. Yeah, it was really I, I strong. Can I vote right now? What, how do I, I think it just ended? Yeah, today. Seven Samurai beat Spirited Away. So I just type in the bracket. No, no. <laughs> you have to go to Neil's profile. His name is um at Cooper Cooper Co. God damn it! I gotta do that. Yeah, you do. You gotta find Neil. <laughs> I, I, he has a great Twitter name right now, Asinine. Asinine movie break. Okay, I follow. I'm gonna I'm gonna set on like notifications. Uh, <laughs> yes, me. thank you. Okay, this will Some be people the try to get a PS5. You want to vote in the bracket? <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. Um. Okay. Uh. Yeah. This will be fun. I'm sure this won't. I'm sure this won't Bill, go bad. Bill just getting in it's on the pre- penthouse floor of this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been.
been here from the beginning. You haven't watched the like madness unfold over the course of like six long months. This was on Slack too. Like the film stage Slack has torn itself apart like six different times over this goddamn bracket. Well, at a certain point, when I see 244 unread messages on the Slack channel, I just I just hit read all and then and then just. And and say whatever I have to say. Like I didn't so, even understand it. It was like the bombs bracket and like the blockbusters bracket, but like none of the titles of the brackets ever made sense given the options oh no. that I was seeing. Yeah. I never questioned it. I just clicked. I just pressed which movie I liked more. <laughs> Match number fifty-seven. Whoa! Oh, yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, just let's just <laughs> Bill. Can you just scroll back and give us your reaction to each pairing and each winner? Holy shit. There's only two. He doesn't have to actually go through the mental gymnastics like that we did. Okay, does he have a website? No. No. What the fuck? It's all on Twitter, dude. We told you. It's all on Twitter. Look, Because, like, some of these polls are so small, and then it's a huge movie every once in a while. (laughs) All these motherfuckers just come out of the woodwork and are so angry about it. Oh, wait. Actually, you know what? If you go to the top, I stand corrected. If you go to the top of the thread where the most recent brackets are, there is a a link. And there is, like, an official kind of, like, I think it's just some sort of like hosting site for these kind of matchups. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at this thing. You can okay, go through it like and see. Mad Max Fury Road versus the Red Shoes. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, oh no. No. Why is oh, Mad man. Max a number one seed and Red Shoes an eight? That's bullshit. <laughs> What is That's going crazy. On? What's lost and what Muppet movie got farther than it really deserved ah, to. Wait, which Muppet movie? This I think the Muppet movie. Muppet movie. I, I finally found the the full on bracket. This is the nineteen seventies one, Brian. How far did Storks get? Oh, Storks! <laughs> I'm so sorry to let you know it never made the bracket. That's insanity. It, it lost against shock. the Return. <laughs> So, so there is Neon Genesis. Wow. Yeah, yeah it made a real it far. Beat, it beat the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> <laughs> going on. What is happening? Oh, my God. The I love Chaos this of the Bracket is unmatched. It's so good. <laughs> All right. Brianna, All right. Was it Apocalypse Now versus Muppets? Muppets movie last week? <laughs> I, dude, the Muppet movie kept getting paired up with the most fucking absurd absurd pairings and it won every time (laughs) only now did vertigo beat it that feels right to me i know (laughs) i i don't this this there's clearly some bot votes here the thing lost out to 2001 a space odyssey i'm i'm calling a lot of bullshit there So Storks is on Hulu, if anyone's interested in watching Storks. Okay, thank you. Wait, there's even a bronze match? This is great. I love this so much. I cannot believe we're still talking about the bread. Dude, it has tormented us for so long. This all started because I brought up Twin Peaks, and I now just feel real bad. Why? The best movie of the... Of all times, so I don't. Yeah, I, don't I legitimately almost quit the film stage when we like called it that. <laughs> That's I loved it so much. I love chaos. 
<clears throat> all right so it's just uh, like movies are important to me and i care about them and it's just like annoying as shit that people maintain that the return is a movie when it's just like no it's a tv show it's fine the leftovers is also a tv show tv can be art you know you don't have to lie about what something is in order to make people respect it was at a festival. yes go on go on <laughs> <laughs> keep going what? Like, hold just, on i don't disagree <laughs> so 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 my dark horse would be the red shoes and it got 29 fucking votes and mad max got seven seventy four thousand. what the fuck wait mad max or oh, mad max fury road uh, sorry, Fury Road got seven thousand, and the Red Shoes got fucking twenty nine. I feel so slighted. What's like going two? On? It got two nine votes. It got less yes, than thirty two votes. Nine, yes. less than thirty. What the I fuck? Would, I would have been number thirty. I feel like that's a recency bias, and also uh, Mad Max is. It's a great movie. Don't get me wrong, but oh my god, like what the Not fuck? The yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. Something is happening, and like I'm at the I'm at the point where I'm almost gonna have to be like, guys, can we just calm down about Fury Road for like a decade? Yeah, it's 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 like I I love that movie. I will watch it anytime. But yeah, no, it's not gonna defeat Red Shoes for me. That's a that's a hard no. But why, okay, why is right. it so weird to me <laughs> that you love Red Shoes that. so much? Oh, Red Shoes is in my top five. Yeah, Red Shoes is amazing. I own the Criterion, so I mean that's fine. I'm not saying it's like a bad movie. It's just weird to me that like you're coming on hard for Red Shoes. Mm-hmm. It's all right. <laughs> it's a two hour and fifteen minute long movie. For the Red Shoes, are, are you sure it's only two fifteen? I'm looking at IMDb, so you know maybe it's wrong. That's oh, it's probably right. Finish him. <laughs> Did you say finish him? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I need this energy. Chaos reigns the episode. <laughs> You're gonna have to come back, Brianna. Gladly. <laughs> then we'll talk about the bracket for the entirety yes. of the next episode. It's four hours long. Podcast. We're here to talk about Citizen Kane with Brianna oh, Ziggler. Let's Kane talk about the bracket. <laughs> wait citizen kane was beaten by the return yes. <laughs> twin peaks in return beat citizen kane that was the best matchup <laughs> brian's so angry <laughs> well no because i feel like what probably happened is that like it's the same reason that like <laughs> this is awful it's the same reason that trump won it's just <laughs> a lot of people who were like yeah fuck it this is a joke anyway I'll just vote for the shit thing that shouldn't be here because it'll make people mad and Chaos accelerate reigns. the rate of decay. And then that's what happened. Like the people David who Lynch. think that something is a joke will always outnumber the people who take it seriously. And thus, at any given situation, if the jokers have the most energy, they will win and the thing will be ruined. However... Your greatest, the greatest thing. mistake anyone can make is taking the bracket seriously. Right. No, exactly. That's why I, I like the bracket doesn't really upset me. But like the film stage calling the return a movie did upset me because I am a part of this. 
It upset me almost as much as when, like, we put the Matrix sequels on our top 50 sci-fi of the last yeah. decade. Amazing. We also put Miami Vice as our best action movie of Right, the but decade. I agree with that. People were really, really mad about that one. <laughs> I, I know. You know why I know? Because I wrote that slug. You wrote it. I know. <laughs> I'd love that this just turned into bracket talk. I really do too. Right, right. Again, welcome to the, gotta... the brack pack. You're the brack <laughs> the pack. You just got to pick a low tier thing on the bracket and be like, oh yeah, I'd love to talk about a classic episode with you guys. <laughs> Before we start talking about this movie, let's talk about what it beat on the bracket. <laughs> Let's do some updates on the bracket now. <laughs> it's got to be over soon, though. So I, I would, I would enjoy if you know we can we can talk about the Rotten Tomatoes score for some of these movies, and then also talk about how far it got on the bracket, just as a as a you know nebulous term of, of its quality. <laughs> well, you see, it beat No Country, so therefore it is better. <laughs> Oh my! So is we've legitimately spent like twenty minutes on the bracket. Yes, we really I did. love it. That's what the bracket does to people. <laughs> where did he? Where did he pull these these rankings from? Like, how did he? he seed how did them? he seed this? Oh, who he even knows? Pooled. Yeah, I think he pulled like a public like vote. He like I never contributed to it. So, so like, like fifty people voted on that original thing before like this thing blew up. I think. Not 50 people. I think, like, basically he just, like, I think he posted something and was just, like, if you would like to, like, vote to contribute to what movies get put in this. I think people, like, put in, like, suggestions and then those were voted on. And it's it's been, like, a whole process. Mm. He really meticulously, like, went through every kind of nitty-gritty detail. Because, yes. I, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of things on here that I'm like, yeah, 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 I, I, I get it, I get it. And then I see uncut gems and I'm like... Huh? What? Yes. That got really, really far. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, well these mean, things thrive off of recency bias, you know? They, they do. They do. They, they do. The also, didn't, like, I, I was, I was oh. looking here and, uh, what is it? Casablanca beat out Get Out. And so, yeah. like, you say recency bias, but I would have figured there would have been a huge fucking population that would have been like, oh, yeah, Get Out. Great. Awesome. And Casablanca won, as yeah. it probably should have. But, mm -hmm. you know, like, so some of these things actually make sense, and then some of them are just pure chaos. And that's what's great about the bracket. That's the internet, baby. I mean, like, <laughs> what do you expect to happen? Yeah, I, the, I the just... racist crowd came out for that one, Bill. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. But the alt-right secretly bought bots for Casablanca to win the bracket. The silent majority. <laughs> Everyone came back from parlor for one day to vote for. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just curious. Like, how did RoboCop end up on this? Like, RoboCops because fucking nerds fucking love RoboCop. What do you mean? How did it show up on there? RoboCop rules. You get a bunch of mouth-breathing film it's critics so in a room. They're bound to start jerking off about how good RoboCop is. <laughs> Verhoeven in general was all over that. This, this podcast is now there. rated R because th there was talk of jerking off. 
Right. We've been talking Bill, all about wait a second. Bill, if you ran the MPAA, <laughs> you're just... Anomalisa is adult because there's oral sex. This podcast is rated R because there is talk of jerking off. Like, what is happening? <laughs> How are you making these delineations? I don't know. A man was vivisected on live TV, PG, because we didn't see his dick. (laughs) Wait, but that's, like, true. That's, like, uh, Temple of Doom. Well, Temple of Doom is PG-13, but still. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I thought it was the movie that, like, made them make the PG-13. No, that's that's all these rumors i think that was basically great indiana yeah, jones and no, the temple no. of doom is rated pg motherfucker you can shut your goddamn mouth I, yeah so it was it was definitely gremlins i'm pretty sure so but yeah no i i i think there should be more nudity and gremlins and was also rated pg yeah I, I agree with you but still that's a weird sentence to say <laughs> All for the nudity. More nudity. (laughs) As long as it's loving nudity. (laughs) Consensual nudity. Consensual nudity. Uh, Yes, that is my new band name. (laughs) That sounds like a noise band. Consensual nudity. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna have it be a smooth jazz trio. So the first, the first. Uh, movie to get the PG-13 rating was Red, Red Dawn. Dawn. Yes. Uh, you could have asked me this, but you never believed me about anything, even though I was right about every single thing that we said. Well, we Including agree. that Twin Peaks The Return is not a movie. Are we uh, Are we done? Is this... <laughs> it it <laughs> is 901. It, I officially turned into a pumpkin at this time. So. Oh, shit. Yeah. 1001 here. 1001, yeah, dude. Yeah, 1001, baby. Oh, East Coast. <laughs> East <What>? Coast. <laughs> now, Michael, that's actually Y'all a way that future. that's actually a way that Pennsylvania and Maine are the same, is that they <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this podcast or shut the fuck up. <laughs> Vote him out. Vote him out. Vote him out. I, I'm seating you low. Wait, so, so did did y'all get the election results before anybody else? Is yeah, absolutely. Okay. Everything happens here one hour before. Bill, by the way, uh, in 27 minutes, close your windows. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll do. <laughs> I will. I will forget that in five minutes, but I'll. I'll try and remember. Bill, there's going to come a point later on where you mustn't think of a baby dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we brought it back to the movie. <laughs> Yay! Oh, I'll write it on my hand. That's what I usually do. So the world is chaos. Um, Everything's broken. And World of Tomorrow is on Vimeo now. And you all should check (laughs) out all three episodes because they're really amazing. Were they anywhere? No, they were short, right? So they're not on the the bracket. Yeah, that's that's a bullshit, right? I don't think they were. Yeah. Yeah, Bill, that's a bullshit. I could see it's such a beautiful day doing okay. I don't even know if it was ever on bracket i don't think it was portrait of a lady on fire was as far as like newer stuff yeah uh yeah carol was on a while hold on i didn't realize there were 
there was a group stage. Holy shit. So there's even more stuff. Oh, <laughs> we're yes, done. We got back oh to the bracket. <gasps> what is, how did this happen? Oh my God. Wait, literally I just scrolled past on Twitter, a tweet from Josh Lewis that says no longer acknowledging the bracket. It is dead to me as we talk about it. <laughs> we're way past, uh, <laughs> Well, there's one person we know won't listen to this episode. (laughs) Holy shit. There are so many movies on here. What? It keeps going? Oh my god, dude. (laughs) I can't believe it's happening. Oh, we're getting real-time reactions to the bracket, which is, you know, that's what Twitter's for, let's be honest. Yes, Twitter was created specifically to give us real-time reactions to (laughs) the bracket. I, I I thought I was just mad because red shoes got 29 votes but i thought that was okay because that was like the first round but now i'm seeing that all these other movies got like five thousand votes like way 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 before and so now i'm just really mad sure can you give an example please Um, i don't know like american graffiti got 700 votes versus tacky taxi driver so i feel like some of those votes should have at least hit red shoes so I'm I'm just real disappointed in uh, in everybody right now. Just just all of all of <laughs> real disappointed. This is why I don't join y'all. <laughs> okay, all right. We 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 definitely gotta get the fuck out of here. Oh, are we done? I started just looking at my phone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he full on cocoed me. <laughs> I, what what does that mean? I sang you a song that reminded you of no, your father. No, you you treated me like I was the uh, oh Olaf's it? frozen whatever the yes. fuck. Yeah, yeah, correct. There we go. All right, so we're done. Uh, World is tomorrow. Uh, one of my favorite movies of like the decade, and we spent forty percent of this podcast talking about the bracket. The bracket. Super excited. Outer, awesome. Awesome. Outer, very good. Uh, we can be found on Twitter at Film Stage Show. Don't forget to go to patreon.com slash the Film Stage Show to give us your money. And of course, we are brought to you by Movie, M-U-B-I.com slash Film Stage for your free 30-day trial of movies. So don't forget to check that out. In the meantime, uh, Michael Snydell, what are we talking about next week? We are talking about Sean Durkin's The Nest next week. Or is Excellent. that on the bracket? This is it on the bracket. Where's it doing on the bracket? <laughs> um, I, it just cut, came out, so I don't know about that one. Okay. We're just going to have to do the bracket over again. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah Borat 2 needs to be on there. I mean, there's a bunch of things this oh year. Oh, my God. I, if, if Borat 2 got onto the bracket, I would honestly kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> We're so lucky. Don't don't put that into the air, Brian. <laughs> now we're past the point of its inclusion. Yeah. It's okay. We're safe now, children. <laughs> Until next year. <laughs> Until next year, baby. Yeah, who knows what next year brings? Uh, an even bigger, bolder bracket. <laughs> They're just going to do a bracket on movies that haven't even been released yet. Just like, what do you expect to be the best? <laughs> Wait, that's a good idea. <laughs> what, what what movie would you risk COVID for? 
Uh, there's not really one. I, I finally saw City Hall, so I'm good. I'm Tenet, good <laughs> Dune. No, 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 no. Quiet I'd, Place 2. I'd do it for Ugh, No! <laughs> um yes yeah, so let's uh tell the fine folks at home where we can be found between now and the next time when we uh supposedly will be talking about nest the nest oh uh, we begin as always with our guest brianna ziggler where can people find more of your work online people can find more of my work online uh from my twitter at brianna ziggs which also has a convenient link to my portfolio where all of my work is at the touch of your fingertips awesome or this you can just look is- at my tweets <laughs> this will be out this week if you want to promote anything specific to brianna i have nothing specific to promote <laughs> <laughs> just my existence Fair. just me i'm awesome just me <laughs> um bill graham uh, you find me scrolling this fucking bracket, man. <laughs> trying to figure out how to like, retroactively get some votes. Bill, imagine I'm like, how much richer your life would have been if you had found the bracket like at the beginning of the bracket. I would have been number 34 red shoes. Man. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like that, one. that one's actually pretty weird, like even compared to some of the other vote counts. I've, I've seen nothing else with a double digit vote count at this point. And I'm looking through a lot of fucking votes and I'm just like, how how did it only manage 29? That's real fucking disappointing. <laughs> I'm, it doesn't sound correct. Like <laughs> only 29? That really doesn't sound right. Count the votes. Count the votes. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We learned from the best. Um, I I feel like I'm going to go time travel and uh, stun these people uh, in between time. So, uh, yeah. uh, Bill, yes. that wasn't stun. <laughs> Let's be clear. I, Those clones are dead. <laughs> I am that uh, that sequence. They just All fell right. down. <laughs> Michael Snydell. Um, Brian, do you want to tell Bill about death, or are we just going to kind of move past Look, let's just let him live Uh, in bliss for now. (laughs) Sounds great. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at AppSnideL, Letterboxd. I don't have any reviews right now, but I just wrote about uh, Werner Herzog's uh, Fireball, which is, like, well-made and uh, fun and enjoyable and, like, honestly a little boring for Herzog who's always weird um, but he does at one point uh, move the camera and he's like documentary I, I can't do my Herzog at all uh, I'm not even gonna try documentary film school would tell you not to do this but I'm telling you that they're fucking idiots and that was pretty entertaining alright as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Brian Giron, Instagram at Brian Giron, really every social media site at Brian Giron. BrianGiron.com is my personal site. You can find my review of World of Tomorrow Episode 3, The Absent Destinations of David Prime, um, at the film stage, where you can also find every episode of this year podcast. Next week, we're talking about The Nest. So join us then. And until uh, then, ladies and gentlemen, join us next time. They took your life apart and called you 